Hello, this is Andrew Gamison with the Speaking Firm podcast. I'm so very grateful that you've chosen to take some time to spend with me today. And as we uh, continue on in our I Am Statement of Christ, today's statement is where Jesus said, I am the true vine. And we're going to talk about that in detail in just a few minutes. But first, I want to share with you a little bit about what is going on. First of all, I finally got my chair back, which I'm very excited about, and I'm really excited to kind of share with you the way God worked out the details on that. So I called them on Monday, as I had the previous Monday, um, asking them if they had received the part. Because if you remember, uh, they received one part that they needed, but they were still missing a part that was required to complete the repair. And I had called them last Monday and they said it was still waiting. So I waited another week and called them again. And they said they had received the part and they were scheduled to repair it Tuesday afternoon. Well, because of transportation issues and things of that nature, I thought, well, if they repair it Tuesday afternoon, it will probably be later Tuesday afternoon, which means it will probably be Thursday or Friday before I can or pick up my chair uh, because of different factors, including the fact that I work a longer day on Wednesdays. And so that's just what I assumed. Well, it so happened that on Tuesday, uh, my sister took me to work and the plan was for her to come back at the end of my shift to pick me up again and bring me home. And she got a call shortly after she dropped me off asking if she would babysit for my niece and nephew. And at the time I didn't think much of this. I just thought, well, if they can work out switching cars, they being my brother and my sister then that will work out fine. I'll just have to wait a little longer to be picked up. Little did I know that there was a little bit more to God's working of this plan because after they had agreed to switch cars, I got a call about 20 minutes after work saying that my chair was done and ready to be picked up. And so my brother, who now had the van, was able to pick me up and take me to airway, airway oxygen, to pick up the chair. And the significance of this is that if my sister had been bringing me home that day, I wouldn't have been able to get my chair because she couldn't lift me out of one chair and into another. So God really was looking out for me as I needed this chair and he knew that I would want slash need it before um, the long weekend of Thursday and Friday off from school and then the regular Saturday and Sunday. So I'm very, very thankful for uh, God's provision in that regard and just want to give him the proper praise here and now for that. All right, continuing on and what's going on around us, um, this past week, Amy Coney Barrett um, passed the muster of the Judiciary Committee of the United States Senate, nine to nothing um, with the Republican vote. Um, it seems like there should have been more votes, but the Democrats boycotted, so they did not vote on this issue at all. And so now she will be considered by the full Senate at some point. 
I believe, next week. So we can continue to be praying um, that Amy Coney Barrett will be confirmed by the U.S. Supreme Court and that she will have protection from God um, for her family and just that she will make wise judicial decisions in this uh, position as she has in the past. So very thankful for that, very thankful um, for her articulateness. Uh, we talked a little bit about that last week. Um, she's just very, seems to be very sharp and very much on her toes. So I'm very excited to see that process go forward. And then the last thing I want to mention, I guess, here in this what's going on is that I caught just a few minutes of the presidential debate last night. Now, I haven't been watching the debates. Um, they come on at 9 o'clock at night, so usually not a good time to sit down and watch them, especially since we, since I have work um, on weekdays and such. And after the last debate, I wasn't sure what to expect because there was a lot of fireworks last time, a lot of people talking over other people. But I did uh, think that it was much more conversational. Last night I thought that the moderator did a much better job of asking specific questions, and I thought that the candidates did a better job of respecting one another as they answered the questions. And so hopefully for those that may be, have been wondering exactly which direction to go, hopefully that debate last night kind of cleared things up and helped them to make a decision. I think it's important for us to be able to discuss issues, especially important moral and and cultural and political issues. Um, and so often we get to the point where we think that the answer is to cease all discussions because if we cease discussions we will cease turmoil um, but I don't think the I don't think the absence of discussion means the absence of turmoil I just think that it means unexpressed turmoil and that can sometimes boil over and um, lead to really bad results in the future so I think one of the keys to learning to live with one another, and one of the keys to making things a success both on the government level and also within our families uh, is to be able to discuss things, to have productive disagreements, and to try to come to an agreement where we can. And so I hope that this debate was a sign of that, and I continue to pray for the whole process. Uh, whoever is elected president in a couple weeks and needs our prayers and um, our support as they assume the office to the extent that they are following the Lord. Obviously, following the Lord is our primary goal and our objective, and that is why um, we're doing uh, our I Am Statements of Christ series. So with that being said, let's get to the main segment of our show. All right, well, I don't know about you, but I have just really been enjoying this series as we have unpacked um, the I Am Statements of Christ. I think I like um, that those statements because it really they really do show the broadness of who Jesus is. Remember, I may have mentioned this in the past in Hebrews 11. We read that 
he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And why does it say we must believe that he is? Because everything worth being, everything worth having, um, everything worth pursuing, he is. Every positive thing, our Lord Jesus is that thing. And so we can be grateful for that. So as we open up this topic, the main um, source for this, of course, is John chapter 15. So I have several verses in John 15, and then we'll end with a couple of other ones. But our our central passage today, our central quote of the day, if you will, is John 15.1. John 15.1 says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. And Jesus is basically painting a picture for us right here. He was really good at that with parables and other means of painting a picture. And so here's what... Uh, here's what he says is, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. So he is saying that in order to have a solid Christian life, we need to be in tune with the vine and that the father um, gives us the opportunity to uh, be a part of the vine, to be the branches of the vine through Jesus Christ. And so that that is a very exciting thought. And so I want to look at some aspects, if you will, of abiding in the vine and what we get for that. First of all, if we don't abide in the vine, we can't bear fruit. John fifteen four says, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except you abide in me. John 15.4 And so in this uh, instance, Jesus is saying, if we abide in him, we can bear fruit, but we cannot bear fruit of ourselves. And he gives the analogy of a branch of a tree cannot bear fruit of itself. If you look at an apple tree, it can only bear fruit on the branches that are well connected to the trunk of the tree. You have to be connected to the tree to bear fruit. And as an apple tree, you can't bear peaches, you can't bear grapes, you can't bear any other fruit, you can only bear apples. So we, as believers, can only bear fruit if we are connected to the vine, which is Jesus Christ. And then, secondly, abiding in the vine, we can bear much fruit. Jesus said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And that's John 15, 5. So we see a contrast here. Um, If we abide in him, we can bring forth much fruit. And then, if we don't, again, we can bring forth no fruit. Those are the choices. A, A bunch of fruit much fruit or nothing. And that is something that we all have to take into consideration as we are living this life. If I want to be effective for Jesus, I need to be spending time with him. I need to be in his word. Remember what it said about James and John when they went before the Sanhedrin. They were. It was said of them that 
that they were unlearned men, but the people that saw them testify knew that they had been with Jesus because that's the kind of difference that it made in their lives. So I, I hope and pray that we would have that for ourselves. Another aspect of this is abiding in the vine is the only way. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. John fifteen six. In the book of Revelation, we read that if we're not, if our names are not written in the Lamb's book of life, then we will be cast into eternal fire. So there's really only two choices for us: either we have life in Jesus Christ, either we are abiding in the vine, either we are connected to Jesus, or we are not. And in this uh, culture in which we live, people like to maybe say that they have many ways to Jesus or they have uh, an in, a way to get there that doesn't involve Jesus or maybe that it should be broader than Jesus says it is. But Jesus said, as we talked about last week, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So I just want to encourage you to embrace that, to um, to live that, to share that. Um, abiding in the vine is the only way, unless you want to be cast forth and burned. Um, and the Bible says that if that if we do not accept Jesus, we will be headed to hell, um, where the fire is not quenched and the worm dieth not. You know, when you see a fire burning, you know that eventually it will burn out. Because you have to feed a fire with wood, you have to use some other kind of fuel. Um, so if you want, um, if the fire, if you do not do that, the fire will burn out eventually. Um, it needs oxygen to burn, and so, you know, it needs maintenance to burn. But what Jesus is saying here is that the fires of hell will not be quenched. They will not burn. They will... Um, they will burn, but not burn up. Sort of like the burning bush that Moses went before um, in the Old Testament. When the I Am name first came from God, when Moses said, Who do I say has sent me to the children of Israel? And God said, I Am has sent me to you. Very simple, but very profound truth right there that the I am sent Moses and Jesus in this New Testament claimed in John chapter 8, I am before Abraham was. Again, before Abraham was, I am. So, the next thing I want to talk about is abiding in the vine will bring us peace. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.7 I think this is such an important aspect. Two years ago, um, this week, um, my grandfather passed away, and that was a really rough time. Um, 
the, the status that I wrote that day came up in my Facebook memories. And so it was on my mind again that this great man who was a biblical example to me of how to live my life was now gone. And I remember as devastated as I was in the days following that and as devastated as I sometimes still am, I know there's a peace to knowing that my grandfather is with the Lord. And, you know, there were several years leading up to that, and by several I mean probably five or six, where my grandfather just said, you know what, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go to heaven. And we would often say to him, but Grandpa, we still need you here. And we we thank God for um, every extra year, every extra minute that he gave us with my grandfather, and yet we still feel the loss. And still, still in, in human terms, don't really feel like it was enough, you know. Uh, we miss him. We grieve, but we don't grieve as as those who have no hope. And so I'm very grateful, um, as this Philippians passage says, to have the peace that passes understanding. And I hope that you, as a believer in Jesus Christ, have that peace. And then finally... Um, Abiding in Christ, the vine, will bring us to glory. Colossians 3.4 says, When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. There's coming a day, friends, when Jesus will come back again. He said um, to the disciples that he was going to come again. Because he said in the first communion service at that Passover meal when they drank the the wine and ate the bread. He said, do this in remembrance of me till I come. And then if we look in the first chapter of Acts, we find that as the disciples are gazing into heaven, wondering what transpired, wondering when Jesus was going to come back, there were two men in shining garments who said, why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus shall come in like manner as you have seen him go. So the fact that Jesus is coming again is an ironclad guarantee. Um, the promises of God are yes and amen. You know, I I know that sometimes it can be hard because because we know what it's like to be a human and make a promise or to have another human make a promise to us and realize that a lot of times uh, there are factors that uh, don't allow us to follow through with our promises. Um, but God always does. As a matter of fact, when he made a promise to Abraham, it says that he swore by himself because he could swear by no one greater. And so it's very important for us to know that when God says uh, you will have a future with me. You will have everything you need in me um, that we can believe him. And so I just want to encourage your heart with that uh, this week. And if I could take a few moments to talk to uh, you, if you are not a believer, 
listening to this podcast. Um, it's my primary goal on this podcast to encourage the believer to walk closer with the Lord Jesus Christ. But you can't walk closer with someone um, with whom you've never walked. And so if that's you, if you need to be grafted into the vine, if you needed to be added as a branch to the vine, please hear me when I say that that can happen today. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart that God hath raised Jesus from the dead, uh, you can be saved. The Bible says that... Um, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is a gift of God not of works lest any man should boast for you are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which the Lord has before ordained that you should walk in them so God has a plan for all those who would seek to follow him with their whole heart. And so my purpose in this podcast, my purpose in this series is to show us who we are following. And hopefully as we've unraveled these, I am statements of Christ and we've seen all that he is, he has been shown to you to be someone worth following to be someone that we can use as an example and know that we are doing the right thing. The Apostle Peter says he left us an example that we should walk in his steps. That's a challenge. But it's interesting to note and encouraging to note that Jesus never asked us to do something that he himself was not willing to do. He told us to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow him. Why did he tell us that? Because the cross was the ultimate symbol of sacrifice that he himself took up. And the thing is, when he took up the cross, it wasn't his cross, it was our cross. And I want to encourage you to realize that he did that for you. That if you were the only one who was on this earth, he would have died for you. That's how valuable you are to him. And I want you to know that because you are valuable to him, you are valuable to me. If you have any further questions about what it means to follow Jesus Christ, uh, don't be afraid to reach out with the contact information that will roll at the end of the show. I'm here to answer questions, to be an encouragement, and don't be afraid to um, suggest ideas for this podcast or look back at previous episodes of this podcast. You know, since the whole goal of this podcast is to encourage the believer 
on their walk with the Lord, there's a lot of topics that we've covered in the last almost eight years. So I'm sure that if you look in the archives, you can probably find something that would encourage your heart today. And Lord willing, we will continue to bring you that kind of content here on our show. It's not always easy to follow the Lord. You know, things are not always going to go right. 2020 is a primary example of that. We've had lockdowns. We've had job loss. We've had civil unrest. We've had a lot of things go wrong in 2020. But Jesus never left his post. Jesus never stopped caring. And the promises that we read today about abiding in the vine, they're just as true now as they've ever been, and perhaps even more prevalent. Because in this time of unrest, we need the peace that passes all understanding that I talked about earlier. We need to abide in the vine, to bear fruit, to speak truth into a dying world. That's what life is all about. And I just hope and pray that if you have not experienced abundance of life, either because you have not yet surrendered to Jesus, or maybe um, you're walking a path that you're not happy with, and you know he's not happy with. Either way, that you would realize that the only abundant life is found in Jesus. Before we go, I just want to review quickly the things that we talked about today. We talked about how uh, we're not abiding in the vine. That we can't bear fruit. It's an impossibility. A lot of times we think that as believers, we can do God's will without him, but we don't have the strength. And then abiding in the vine, we can bear much fruit. We can not only do a little bit for God with his help, we can do a lot. Then abiding in the vine is the only way. Again, we can only abide in the vine. We can only have success. We can only bear fruit through Jesus. It's not a situation where there's multiple ways to do this. It's rather simple. If you have Jesus, you have everything. If you don't, you have nothing. And then, continuing on, Abiding in the vine will bring us peace. I just talked about how much we need peace today. 
how peace is so antithetical to everything that's going on in our culture. But that God promised is to give it to us anyway. And then finally, abiding in the vine will bring us to glory. As someone who is in a wheelchair and who has spent the last six weeks or so in a loner wheelchair that didn't really fit him, I can say unequivocally that I'm looking forward to glory. That I want something different than what I have now. The Bible says that this corruptible will put on incorruption on this mortal will put on immortality. That's what we have to look for at the end of time. And so I pray and I hope that you will find yourself today abiding in the vine. You know, the Bible says that the days are waxing worse and worse. We read in the epistles to Timothy, how there would arise a generation that uh, did not love God, that did not love and respect their parents, that wanted their ears itched, only wanted to hear the good things. And we are in that generation now, folks. We are in a generation that calls good evil and calls evil good. The only way to live in this time in which we are living is to abide in the vine. If we don't, we will be swayed by each new idea, each new theology that becomes prevalent in our culture. But the Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I hope that as you go through this week, you will hold on to that truth with all your might. That's the show for today. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope that you'll share it with family and friends so that they too can be encouraged. And above all, I hope that you have a great weekend and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 